This is the Detroit is Different Podcast Network, the culture of an American classic city. If you visit Detroit, if you are from Detroit, or if you live in Detroit, you never knew all this culture was alive and thriving here. This is the Detroit is Different Festival. October 24th through October 27th, join us at the inaugural Detroit is Different Festival at the Andy Arts, 3000 Finkel Avenue, Detroit, Michigan, 48238. Visit www.detroitisdifferent.com. Different.com and get your tickets today. everyone this is your girl Audra and you are listening to community where we talk about unique pathways and one common goal and my listeners you know what I'm going to say next I am over the moon excited to have this particular guest here uh, with me today and then we also have like a bonus and so I'm like super excited Uh, so uh, young lady if you would introduce yourself please I'm Kalia. Okay. And I'm April's niece. Okay. Very nice to meet you. Very nice for you to be here. Nice to meet you as well. Thank you. Hello. My name is April Anderson, and I am the co-owner and pastry chef at Good Cakes and Bakes. All right. All right. So, April, how did we meet? Um, We met at the bakery. Yes. Yes. Because I have the ginormous sweet tooth. And I came in there early on and discovered my two of my favorites. It's that brownie with the walnut and the, I can never get the name right of the cupcake. Vanilla salted caramel. caramel. Okay. Yes. And so, yeah, so I'm somewhat of a regular. Yes. Um, but um, I've been following your journey. Um, it's been amazing um, the way in which you, you know, you are uh a distinguished baker uh, here and um, you know your journey has been absolutely amazing so I'm glad that we are connected yes me too thank you Um, so so April what is your definition of community my definition of community is being involved with what's happening around me making sure that we are putting out something that is beneficial for the people around us and taking into consideration the people around us with everything that we do. Okay, okay. Young lady, what's your de- definition of community? Do you have something for me? Mm-hmm. Community? What does community mean to you? Yeah. What does your community look like? Is it family? Yeah. Is it the people at the bakery? Yes. Okay, okay. Very good, very good. We're going to get her out of it. We're going to get her out of it. So, so, uh, April, um, this next question, how old were you when you fell in love with Detroit? It's a homage to brown sugar. I I was 20, 
24 or 25 mm-hmm. and that was because I had moved away from home mm-hmm. and I moved away twice so I moved away I went to school in Atlanta mm-hmm. but that wasn't that wasn't really a culture shock mm-hmm. it was when I moved to Arizona okay which was the culture shock okay. um and I miss the change of weather. I mm-hmm. miss the culture in Detroit, mm-hmm. but mainly the change of weather that you don't have in Arizona. Right. And I was like, I miss home. And that was the <laughs> first time I had ever said that. Right. That I miss home. Mm-hmm. And not meaning home like my mother and my right. family, but the city of Detroit. Mm-hmm. That was when I that was the first time I realized like I miss Detroit. Wow. I was twenty four, twenty five, yeah. Okay. And so you're in you're in Arizona. Um, I visited a few times. I have family there. So when you say you miss the culture, what what did you miss? The, the blackness? I miss, I miss blackness. We were yes. there for seven months before we saw black people. You know what? Yes. Wow. We were there seven months before we saw. My son, this was 2001, 2002 when we moved to Arizona, right? Mm-hmm. My sons were in the sixth and fourth grade, mm-hmm. and they were the first black kids to go to a Mesa public school <laughs> 2002 so we, they started school January 2002 and they were the first black kids to ever go to a Mesa public school wow that's crazy right that is crazy that's crazy 2002 was the first time they had black kids there in 2005 is when they got their first black teacher my oh my son's God. my youngest son's um sixth grade teacher was black yes that is fascinating crazy. yes and so I missed that I missed being around black people, mm-hmm. um, I miss the culture of black people. It mm-hmm. was just like so sterile. And then, not only that, but we lived in a community of just Mormons. Oh, wow. It was very interesting. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> very, very interesting. And I didn't know much about Mormons before we moved to Arizona. Mm-hmm. You know, you see the commercials for Latter-day Saints. You're mm-hmm. like, what is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but when you live there, it's, totally different. <laughs> it's different when you live there. Not only because you're black, but being a black Lesbian? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would that would that didn't go very too well. That didn't work too well. That didn't work too well there. Yeah. Oh wow, 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 wow. That's funny. Yeah, that's funny. Sounds like yeah, I miss black people. Yeah. And we were literally at a grocery store for Fourth of July. I remember this because it's always funny when I tell people this. Mm-hmm. And we were coming out the grocery store. We had one guy stuffed to barbecue, mm-hmm. and this lady came walking up to. She's like, "Oh my God, how y'all doing? Oh my God, we barbecuing tomorrow. Y'all gotta come over there. Y'all gotta come." And she wrote her address down. And we got in the car, and my son Mark was like, you know her? I was like, no, Mark, she probably just happy to see black people. <laughs> she was so happy to see black people. She just invited us to dinner. She gave us an address. She told us what she was cooking. I was like, she's just happy to see black people. That but that amazing. was like the first time we had saw black people in Mesa. So if you go to like Phoenix, mm-hmm. downtown Phoenix, you know, you see black. But where we lived at, that was like the first time. And she, and she literally came running up to us like she was our cousin and hadn't seen us in a minute. And it was like, y'all got to come to dinner tomorrow. And Mark's like, we're going to say that. We're not going. But it was like, <laughs> it was that was the funniest thing because she was standing I mean for like 20 minutes she talked to us like we knew her mm-hmm. and my son was like you work with her so I was like I've never seen her before Mark wow <laughs> so Mesa how many miles from Phoenix about? so Mesa is about 15 miles mm-hmm. um, south of Phoenix mm-hmm. um and when I lived in Mesa, it was like just developing mm-hmm. you can be you can drive literally be driving down the street and you just you just in desert <laughs> and so the street that we lived on was the first street we lived on was um, Gilbert, mm-hmm. and the freeway, the sixty freeway, ended at our at our street, mm-hmm. and it um, and then when they extended the freeway, mm-hmm. they had a big parade on the freeway. They extended like two miles. It was like a big to do. <laughs> yes, it was a big to do. It was like parades and a school drum team and everybody. Wow. And so as we were living there, mm-hmm. the city was getting be- developing more and more, mm-hmm. and then. 
and so as we was as I was leaving Arizona, more more black people was moving here, mm-hmm. and so Gilbert and Chandler would be considered like where the Midwesterners will move. So that's where you would go if you want to see black people. Black people moved there. They went to Gilbert and um, Gilbert or Chandler because it was more like things that you would find in the Midwest. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so 24, 25, you missed Detroit. When did you come back? I came back in 2006. Okay. 2006 is when I came back to Detroit. Okay. And then, so, you know, as... I'm, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. So this next question, what up, though, is, um, you know, tell the audience, what, what what is it that you do? Yeah, you're a baker, but, like, what, you know, what's the name of your shop? So I'm a pastry chef, and um, it, my bake, the bakery is called Good Cakes and Bakes, and we're organic, all-natural bakery, and we specialize in... Um, Southern baked goods. Mm-hmm. And so I like to say that we are veganizing your southern desserts because we do a lot of vegan. We try, we play around a different with different stuff to make it vegan. Mm-hmm. And so we're like veganizing your favorite southern desserts. Okay. Okay. And so where did baking come from? I mean, I know you, you're younger than I am, but like that's not a normal thing that like people like really delve into so baking my mother baked my mother was a baker my grandmother baked my mother used to bake for like the whole neighborhood mm. so for like thanksgiving and her thing was pound cakes okay so at thanksgiving she might have like 40 pounds of butter in the refrigerator because <laughs> all she required people to bring was a pound of butter mm-hmm. some powdered sugar and she would make you pound cakes so people really? that's, that's all she required so like the week before Thanksgiving, everybody would be dropping off their pound of butter mm-hmm. and their powdered sugar for her to make the pound cakes. And so I used to be in the kitchen with her, mm-hmm. and so I would watch her make it. And my mother was like a true traditional baker, mm-hmm. like Southern baker, where she didn't measure. So, no measure. No measure. So how she measured her flour and stuff is with a, a pound Domino's box. So like if you look at her cabinet now, you'll see an old-fashioned domino box. Mm-hmm. And that's how she measures. She measures her flour in there. She measures her sugar in there. Mm-hmm. And then it's a pound of butter and six eggs is a pound of eggs. So that's where you get your, that's where you get your pound cake from because everything is a pound. 16 ounces of flour, 16 ounces of sugar, a pound of butter, uh-huh. and a pound of eggs. Wow. And that's how she measured. Mm-hmm. And so I couldn't do that. My grandmother does the same thing. My grandmother measures from Thea, like when I wanted to learn her biscuit recipe. She's like... I was like, I need the recipe. She's like, I don't know the recipe. I said, what you mean? I don't know the recipe. <laughs> she was like, I just bake it. I said, no, you can't do that. So I literally had to go over her house one day with my camera and I had to go to the store and buy measuring cups and stuff because she had none of that in the house. <laughs> and I said, okay, I need you to make the biscuits. And then she would she do it by her feel, which is pour five, half of a five-pound bag of flour in a bowl. And I'm like, okay, stop. I need to measure this out. <laughs> Okay, she then she pointed up. I was like, nope, I need you to pour it into a measuring mm-hmm. cup and mm-hmm. pour. And it was like her grandmother taught her when she was eight. Mm-hmm. She was eight years old. Her grandmother brought her in the kitchen and said, Dora, watch she make these biscuits. Mm-hmm. She watched her next Saturday. She's like, Dora, go make the biscuits. Wow. So for over 87 years now, she's been making biscuits and with no recipe, just from feel. Wow. This is how it feels. This is mm-hmm. how you know it's ready to be made. <laughs> I was like, no, I can't, I can't, I can't bake like that. Mm-hmm. I need recipes. Okay. And so I was baking since I was nine. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was growing up, there was like no celebrity chefs mm-hmm. there was no food network channel so i tell you i'm old mm. and so to tell my mother i wanted to be a baker was not like an option plus i had my son in high school okay so i definitely wasn't that would be like saying oh i want to go work at mcdonald's mm-hmm. my goal was to go work at mcdonald's 
No, that you can't was take a good <laughs> That wasn't a good answer. Right. So I went to school for business. Mm-hmm. And then in 2010, I was like, I kept wanting to bake. Mm-hmm. But then I thought I really wanted to decorate. Okay. So I started taking these decorating classes. And I realized, like, you know what? I'm more excited about making a cake on Sunday night to go to the class on Monday than I am about decorating. Mm-hmm. So then I wanted to learn how to bake from scratch. So at that time, I was baking. I could bake a pound cake from scratch. But, like, a German chocolate cake or something like that, I was using the cake mix. Okay. I said, like, I want to learn how to make it from scratch. Because mm-hmm. I had started following food blogs. They, they had started getting real big. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to know how I want to know how they make these recipes. Right. So that's when I went back to school. Okay, and that was around what time? Two thousand ten. Two thousand ten. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. We're gonna stick a pen in it. We're gonna come right back after we hear from our sponsors. Okay. You have a brilliant mind. Projects, businesses, events, ideas that will make a positive impact on your specific audience, all while organically growing your brand. Knowing the importance of investing in your brand and being willing to do whatever it takes is empowering. And guess what? You don't have to do it alone. BW Creative Solutions is a boutique consulting company that specializes in customized marketing and branding. We offer creative marketing and branding with collaborative resources to bring your vision to life. Give us a call at 313-444-9385 and schedule your free 15-minute consultation. When your project shines, we smile. Okay, we're back. This is Community, and I am talking to my girl, my sis, April Anderson, the owner of Good Cakes and Bakes. Co-owner. Co-owner. And we have a little bonus with us. Your name again? Kalia. Kalia. I'm going to make you talk a whole sentence. Please. Please, a whole sentence before we end this show, right? (laughs) Okay, so April, we were talking about um, how you started down the pathway of becoming a baker. Um, and you distinguished yourself. You, you're a pastry chef. Mm-hmm. So how did you transition from beginning to bake to pastry chef? What, what does that look like? School, mm-hmm. just learning. So a baker can bake, mm-hmm. but a pastry chef knows the science of why you do something. Mm-hmm. Why you use baking powder? Why mm-hmm. you use baking soda? Okay. Why you, when do you use those? So being a pastry chef requires you to know the science of it. Mm-hmm. You know how to develop a recipe from beginning to end mm-hmm. and be, the way the way the texture of the product, the end product is, mm-hmm. lets you know how much flour should be in there. What's the pers- so it's called baker's percentage. Mm-hmm. So if I want to make a bread, I want 92% flour. Okay. That means it's going to be dense, mm-hmm. heavy, and have a, have a very sturdy structure. Mm-hmm. If I want it to be a cake, then I want it to be like 60% fat mm-hmm. is, is what I want. So you, I might, so that would be like my flours. That would be my, I mean, sorry, that would be my butters, mm-hmm. my whole milk. Okay. Um, those, those things will give me my fat. Mm-hmm. Where, so I might have two pounds of butter, but mm-hmm. then only two cups of flour mm-hmm. because the, the butter is, and the milk is my fat. Okay. And so that means I'm going to have a nice tender cake, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to know, going to school teaches you those things. Okay, okay. Yeah. Very good. So, April, you know, we, we're right here. We're in the middle of um, this whole Livernoy uh, construction debacle. Yes. Um, if you could share with the audience uh, ways in which they can patronize you, uh, support you during this debacle. So there are several ways. One mm-hmm. is by coming to the bakery. Mm-hmm. That's the best way. Mm-hmm. The best way is coming to the bakery because by coming to the bakery, it allows me to keep my staff. Mm-hmm. 
um, which allows me to pay my staff to so they can pay for their living. My staff, their livelihood comes from being able to work hours. Mm-hmm. And if I don't have people coming into the bakery, then I have to cut the hours for the retail staff. Mm-hmm. Now for the bakers, of course, we're going to continue to bake because mm-hmm. I do catering and all that. Mm-hmm. But more so for retail, mm-hmm. I need people to come into the bakery. But if you can't come into the bakery, we understand, mm-hmm. you can go on our website. Mm-hmm goodcakesofbakes.com and you can order and we will deliver to you mm-hmm. or we will ship to you. You deliver? We deliver and we ship. Wow. Yes. Or if you don't want to do that, you can always go. We, we now partner with DoorDash and Postmate where you can mm-hmm. use one of those food deliveries to get it, get our baked goods as well. Mm-hmm. So you have, you have several ways to get to it. But the main way would be to come into to the To come bakery. into the store. And it's an experience. Yes. You know, the colors, you, your your emotions and your spirit just lifts when you come into <laughs> exactly. the store. Um, you know, to, to, to look at people who look like you to do business with, uh, they may not remember your name, but they remember your face. They remember, remember what, what you, you like. like. Yes. And so, um, it's a special, uh, uh, feeling to be able to do that. And so Livernoy is open for business. Yes. So there, there are parking options. Um, the city of Detroit has, uh, stepped up to provide shuttle, mm-hmm. uh, for the safety of pedestrians. Yes. And so, um, there are ways in which to actually go into the retail establishment yes. of Good Cakes and Bakes. Yes. On Livernoy. Yes. That address? It's 19363 Livernoy, and we are between Seven Mile and Outer Drive, closer to Outer Drive. And I am going to recommend that brownie <laughs> with that walnut. And that vanilla salted caramel cupcake. Yes. Because it's a cupcake. It's not a muffin with frosting on top. It is a cupcake. Okay? It's a difference. Check it out. Okay? So, so... During What Up Doe, we talk about, you know, things that have occurred, things that have happened. And so, you and your mom were on this national television show. So if you'd be so kind, if you could just kind of share what that experience was like, what show you were on, and the outcome of that, uh, you being on that show. Yeah, so me and my mother got to be on the Today Show um, for Mother's Day. It was a Mother's Day episode, mm-hmm. and it was a wonderful experience. It was It was great on two parts. It was great because... We were able to get national exposure, which is always great for a business. Mm-hmm. But it was wonderful because I got to do it with my mother. Yeah. I got to do my mother. So I've gotten to be on television here in Detroit a couple times, right? Mm-hmm. But my mother's never got to be on television. Mm-hmm. And she's been at the bakery since day one, since yeah. the beginning. Mm-hmm. Busting her butt. She's on retirement, and she came out of retirement to work like she was working a a real job mm-hmm. and she was getting real real benefits and she ain't getting no real benefits there <laughs> but she worked like she did mm-hmm. but to be able to for her to be able to go there and then she had never been to New York City Aww. so that was another experience so to be able to experience that with her mm-hmm. and for Mother's Day was wonderful it was so much fun my father got to go and Michelle yeah. got to go it was so much fun that's nice and the outcome of that has been wonderful so it has been wonderful because we've gotten it made us step out of our comfort zone because mm-hmm. we had no intention on shipping. <laughs> and so it made us step out of our comfort zone to ship, mm-hmm. to learn how to ship. But it also allowed us to meet new people because we get people to come in from all over the country and they'd be like, I saw you on the Today Show mm. and I knew I was coming to Detroit mm-hmm. for you know for a conference or for a family reunion and it was on my list that I was coming to the bakery. That is outstanding. I was coming there to meet you and your mother. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people come in and joke. They're like, well, your mother, I want some extra icing. Because she <laughs> made sure to tell, say on television that she give extra icing when I'm not there. <laughs> 
And one lady literally, I, me and her was walking in together into mm. the bakery. And she was like, oh, man, I'm happy to see you. But I was hoping you wasn't here so I get some extra icing for your mama. <laughs> I was like, well, you ain't getting that because I'm here. <laughs> but then she was literally like, oh, I'm happy to see you. But dang, I was hoping you wasn't going to be here. Because I was hoping your mama was give me some extra icing. That is yes, hilarious. Yes, it, so, it is so hilarious. <laughs> but my mother literally was trying to steal my shine. I tell people that all the time. She was, trying to, she was trying to steal my shine. What did she do? What? She was like... She was like so charismatic and just like <laughs> so fun. I'm like, seriously, you are still in my shine. Here. Right. You are. I mean, she was talking when she should have been talking. Mm-hmm. There was parts they was talking to me and she right. just chimed in. No, this is not her. What are you doing? But she loved it. Yeah. She, oh my gosh, she loved it. And she really came back and thought she was a celebrity. Okay. Oh, she thought she thinks she's a celebrity. <laughs> She she really did. She be people come in and they be like, "Oh, I saw on TV. Did you? <laughs> what? Who was that woman up there?" That is she classic. She really thinks she is a superstar now. Okay. Yes. That's good stuff. What a gift to be able to give to my. I know life. it was yeah. so wonderful. Yeah. Yes. Um. So um, there there was one host, Carson Daly. Carson Daly, yes. On the air. He said what. April. Two things. First of all, he said that was the best cake he ever had. Mm-hmm. But then he went on our website, and even though it says "biggest day," we do not ship <laughs> this. He ordered our peanut butter cupcakes, mm-hmm. and in a special request, he typed his address to ship. Oh my goodness! Then he said, "Oh, hey, I just ordered a dozen of peanut butter cupcakes. You should too." <laughs> we got. We came home to over six hundred orders. What? And ninety percent of those orders was from out of state. Chicago, New York, California, Las Vegas, New Mexico. I mean, we got orders so over 600. 600 orders we came home to. And I was like, I have no idea how to ship none of this stuff that they're asking for. Mm-hmm. We had a lady in Arizona literally order two cupcakes and two cups of soup. You know what? And was like, I got an extra $2 tip if y'all get it to me by Saturday. <laughs> So she orders on Thursday. How much to a tip? Two dollar <laughs> tip. They it to me that Saturday. I was like, what? I was like, first of all, I'm not shipping no soup to Arizona. But two dollars is not gonna make me ship it faster. Two dollars. It was so funny, but we got we had we had people order, and so we had to figure out how much to charge for shipping, right? Mm-hmm. And so all that happened after we, as soon as we got off the air, mm-hmm. staff started calling my phone, like, oh my mm-hmm. God, people are calling, placing orders, mm-hmm. and I don't know how much to charge them for shipping. I was like, I don't know either. So I was like, twenty four ninety five. Okay. No. Shipping cakes, and this was for cakes, whatever they ordered, twenty four ninety five. It was costing me $130 oh, to ship no. a cake, $125. It cost me $150 to ship a cake to New York. Oh, my to, goodness. Um, Connected in New York, mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" So, so it was a it was a wonderful experience, but that that portion right there, we lost money on. Yeah, because I couldn't go back to the person and say, and say "Yeah, oh, you owe me one hundred and twenty five more dollars." Right, right. So I had to eat that up. Right, but it it allowed us to learn a lesson because mm-hmm. it was that was all a learning lesson, right? Because mm-hmm. we had no intention on shipping, we had to order baked goods from out of state so I can see the packaging, so I can figure out how people shipping home mm-hmm. layer cakes, how people shipping cupcakes. But it was a wonderful experience. So now we got it all down. We know we set up an account with UPS. Mm-hmm. So we got one flat rate of shipping now. Excellent. So it was a learning experience. Yeah. But because I didn't go back to the customer and say, oh, you owe me some more money. I've had several customers reorder. Okay. Because mm-hmm. great customer service, right? Right. 
And so that that $125 loss to me mm-hmm. really isn't a loss because that customer has it's ordered a repeat customer. Exactly. It's a repeat mm-hmm. customer who I haven't I didn't have to spend any more money to acquire. Mm-hmm. I acquired them once. So that customer customer acquisition cost I can say was $150. Yeah. But they didn't already spent more than that right. in the two months since that's happened. Outstanding. Yes. Outstanding. So I have to look at it like that. Use that business yes. jargon. That's right. Customer acqu- acquisition, acquisition cost. cost. Okay. Yes. How much does it cost you to, to acquire that customer? Okay, teach me. Yes. All right. Amen. Okay. We're going to take another break, and we will be right back, and we are going to talk about spirituality and inspiration. Is that all right? Yes, Strategic Beautification. Strategic Beautification is a comprehensive consulting, design, and implementation service that begins with the basics. The basics are litter debris removal along commercial corridors. Services are then customized to accommodate the needs of the client. Our corporate culture is to leave people, places, and things better than we found them. We stand on old-fashioned values to lead us into a future that enriches our youth, the region, and the environment. That's Izzy Wisdom. Get involved today by calling 866-97-IZZY. That's 866-97-I-Z-Z-I-E. Or visit our website at www.izzyllc.com. Okay, we're back. You are listening to Community. This is your girl, Audra, and my sis, the brilliant, the gifted April Anderson of Good Cakes and Bakes is with me today. She has a bonus with her today, her niece. Your name again, young lady? Kalia. Kalia? Yes. Are you having a good time? Yes. Okay, thank you. I'm going to get a whole sentence whole out sentence, of it. Yeah. I have to figure something out. Okay. So, sis, um, you know, Martha Gina Queen, you know, growing up listening to Martha Gina Queen, um, you know, spirituality, metaphysical and all of that. So, April, at this point in your journey, what does your spiritual life look like? So, my spiritual life is, I believe in the higher power. Mm-hmm. I have a great connection. Mm-hmm. But I've... I want to say that I'm a little angry right now, so it's a little off, but I believe and I know mm-hmm. that the, my God definitely has blessed me and continue to bless me and continue to watch over me, mm-hmm. but I also have some anger okay. for stuff that happened in my life recently. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. And that's real. And Okay. All right. Okay. So, I'm going to go back a little bit. So, you have been awarded some things as it relates to being a pastry chef Mm -hmm. what types of accolades have you received based on this this gift of yours um so i have been um had the honor of being a james beard um pastry chef for the james beard media awards Mm -hmm. um i had the honor of being a james beard um chef boot camp alum okay um 
Those okay. And then you, you, you oh no, I have a Spirit of Detroit award. I have a State of Michigan award, and that's more so for the bakery, the the the, the way the bakery, how it's a community space, mm -hmm. how it's welcoming to everyone. That's what those accolades are for. Okay, so from the State of Michigan, what is that called? What is that award called? Do you do you remember how it was? Somebody nominate you or I don't know. I have no okay. idea. I have okay. no idea how I got that. Okay. I just know it came. Okay. Um, it came to me in the mail. Okay. Yeah. Amen. Okay. And then at one point, did Oprah visit? So we had we baked for Oprah Winfrey. Mm -hmm. We baked for former President Bill Clinton. Well, we continue to bake for him because um, Chelsea Clinton, as well as Hillary, <coughs> mm -hmm. ordered for like Father's Day, his birthday. They still order, and he was here last year for uh, Aretha Franklin's funeral. Mm -hmm. They they reached out the night before. It's like, hey, Mr. Clinton will be in town tomorrow. You think he get a pair of brownies in the morning? So we came in early so we can make him some brownies. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. That is cool. So when you got that first call from the Clintons, well, let me go back. Okay. When you got the call from Oprah. Yeah. How did, what went through your, what, your, what were you thinking? First, I didn't think it was real. Okay. I didn't think it was real, first mm -hmm. of all. Um, but then I was like, oh my God, we're not ready for this. Because mm -hmm. at the time, I was baking out of a commercial kitchen. So that's the reason why we got to bake for Open Winfrey was because we was baking out of a commercial kitchen. Mm -hmm. We were actually the first um, business licensed in the city of Detroit in a shared kitchen. Okay. Um, and so because we got we was baking out of a shared kitchen, we got to bake for her when she when she was doing her tour, The Other Life That You Want. Mm -hmm. um, and that was a wonderful experience. So before that experience I've watched Oprah growing up you know come home from school sit there watch with my mama right. but I didn't I didn't get the hoop by Oprah Winfrey mm -hmm. I, didn't, I didn't understand that mm -hmm. I understand but after being able to bake for her and to listen to her talk and just I was just in awe of her mm -hmm. and I understand why people do it but what I did know was that there there is the Oprah effect right the Oprah effect when Oprah talks about your products that it just like super it sends you to a different atmosphere um Mm -hmm. atmosphere right and so I was like I'm not ready for that <laughs> I'm not ready for that mm -hmm. and um and so because I wasn't ready for it and I kept saying I wasn't ready for it I wasn't ready for it mm -hmm. um and so our website wasn't ready for it mm -hmm. um our marketing wasn't ready for it so that it, that cost us a lot okay um not being prepared but we were only we were we were not even a year old right yet. right we wasn't even a I year we, yeah we wasn't even a year old yet so and you don't you don't start a business like Okay, I need to be prepared because in a year, I'm going to have all these people calling me, all these people reaching out to me, wanting stuff. You don't think like that, right? right. You think it's going to be small for a while, you're going to struggle. Mm -hmm. So that right there really hurt us because mm -hmm. we didn't we didn't use that to the best of our abilities. Okay. Um, but we still, we still have, we still was doing good. And mm -hmm. then the next year, we got an email asking us to speak on a panel. Mm -hmm. And I have been, at that point, I had asked. I think I spoke on maybe one or two panels, mm -hmm. and I was like, "What's the panel about?" I need to, I'm not gonna be on a panel talking about no crazy stuff. So right. I need to know what y'all talking about. Mm -hmm. So they was like Detroit being a comeback city, and I was like, "Who's on the panel?" And it's like the mayor. He, um, mayor Duggan had been in the office for about a year now, mm -hmm. and um, Rip Ramson, which was the is the um, ED of the Kresge Foundation, mm -hmm. and former President Bill Clinton. I was like, "What?" I was like, well, you got the wrong person. <laughs> so I was like, can you call me? Because it was an email. Mm -hmm. And a lady called. And she's like, yeah. And I said, like, how did you hear about me? You sure you got the right April Anderson? Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah. That's like we asked both the mayor and Rick Rapson. Like, if we could bring one entrepreneur from Detroit who's doing something great, who would you guys recommend? They both said April Anderson from Good Cakes and Bakes. Wow. I was like, wow. Cool. And, at, 
I was like, what? And, and at this point, I had never even I met had never even met Rick Rapson. Mm-hmm. I had only baked for their organization a couple times, mm-hmm. but he had heard my story okay. and was just like fascinated with it. Mm-hmm. So they was like, oh, and just by the way, it's in Denver. And I was like, oh wow. <laughs> and that's like, well, we you know we're gonna fly you out there um, so you can speak on the panel with them. And then they was like, man, so we've heard about something called a gooey butter cake that you made for Oprah Winfrey. Could you bring that and maybe bring, um, we see on your website that you do vegan. Mm-hmm. Can you bring vegan brownies because um, Mr. Clinton is vegan? Mm-hmm. I was like, sure. It's like maybe like 400 of each. <laughs> <laughs> so in my head, I was like, oh, sure, I'll pack this in my carry-on and I'll check my clothes, right? This will be good. The day before I was scheduled to leave, I got an email saying, you know what, we need to double it. We need 800 of each. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> what? And at this time, I was baking all by myself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, this is going to be horrible. How am I supposed to get this to Denver? Mm-hmm. Michelle goes into social work mode. She's like, we can pack it in boxes. We go down the street to you all get some boxes and pack it and you mm-hmm. can check it. And we did. And we got it there. And everybody loved it. Mr. Clinton loved the brownies. And from that, that was in June for his birthday. Mm-hmm. They ordered brownies. For Father's Day the next year, um, Chelsea Clinton ordered. For Christmas, they've ordered. Um, his assistant has ordered. Yeah. Amazing. Absolutely. And, and so that was, what, five, what, four years ago, and I've been ordering ever since. Wow. Yeah. That is fascinating. It really is. Yeah. Your journey has been amazing. It has been very, very, and it, that definitely is a blessing. Mm-hmm. That's definitely been a blessing. Okay. Because it's like all doors open without me really knowing, like, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to open a bakery, but how are we going to open a bakery? That costs money. Right. And everything was just, like, laying itself out. Mm-hmm. Um, we had got to a point when we were first opening, like, it's going to cost $40,000 to just do a little, a build out. I don't even include a kitchen. I was like, we ain't got $40,000? Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And, my, and my father, who is so stingy. <laughs> you see my father. He's so tight. <laughs> he gave us the money. What? I didn't have to beg. I just asked one time. He's like, yeah, I go to the credit union tomorrow. I was like, what? Oh, my. He gave it to us. And, like, when it was time for us to we finally got to go into the kitchen, into our own space and bake, he helped buy the equipment. Mm-hmm. I was just like, who is this man? Who's taking over <laughs> body? But it's like every step of the way, mm-hmm. people have helped us in so many ways and so many opportunities have come that you know it only comes from God. Right. There's no way, no place else it can come from but God. Mm-hmm. Too many things that you're not even working for or thinking about. Right. It's just falling in your lap. Amazing. The only person can do that, Scott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this this is like the final question and we're just kinda gonna kinda fade out. But what is it that inspires you to get up every day and do the good work? Because good cakes and bakes um, the love that you put into the pastries that you prepare, um, that's the good work. You make people feel good. Yeah. So yeah. I like to say I'm a sugar pusher. <laughs> <laughs> so what makes me get up in the morning? Other than the love of baking, because mm-hmm. I love baking, mm-hmm. um, it's my staff. Mm-hmm. Knowing that every day I have people who depend on me to cover their livelihood, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that was one of the main reasons that we opened was we wanted to be able to employ people. We wanted to be able to employ people from the neighborhood. We wanted to be able to employ re-entering citizens. Mm-hmm. Um, and so knowing that those people depend on us mm-hmm. is what makes me get up every morning through whatever to come to work and make sure that I am putting my best foot forward, mm-hmm. making sure that I am excuse me, doing whatever I need to do to generate sales so that I can keep employees and keep adding more employees. Mm-hmm. But that's what keeps me going every day, knowing that I have these wonderful people who work for us 
that I have to make sure mm-hmm. have a job. Right. And so, man, how tough stuff get, I have to be like, I got, I got to keep moving. Right. Got to keep moving. Yeah. So your your bakery is not just a bakery. It's a community space. Yes. So um, you have options for people to be able to, if they want to have a, a birthday party mm-hmm. or that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, they can reach out to you for yeah. that particular. Yeah, meeting. so you can. People can rent the space for private events, but we also hold the space welcoming for meetings. People mm-hmm. can come in and host a meeting. You you work from home. Mm-hmm. You want to meet your client. You don't want to meet them at home all the time. Mm-hmm. You can meet them at the bakery. We don't require you to purchase anything. We don't have any time limit on how long you can be on the internet. Mm-hmm. You can come into the bakery and work. We we allow the space to be um, utilized by the neighborhood community associations for meetings for. Fundraisers. We always do fundraisers for the Bagley community, mm-hmm. um, for like Easter and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, the space is there as well as we welcome anyone, everyone into the space. Um, in the winter months, even in the summer months, but mainly in the winter months, we have a young, a, a young guy. He's not young, but we have a guy who comes. He's homeless, mm-hmm. and he literally comes to the bakery every day to keep warm. Yeah, and and that was something that we learned a long time ago that. That's what our space is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Our space is supposed to be a community hub. Right. And that's exactly what it is. And it's serving that purpose because people utilize the space. And it'd be amazing to see the different people to come in mm-hmm. from different walks of life to come into the bakery. And I'd be like, how did you hear about it? Oh, someone told me I can come here and do my homework. Oh, someone told me I can use the space to come host a meeting here. Mm-hmm. Yes, all the time. Yeah. Excellent, excellent, excellent. And then you also do catering. We correct? do catering. We definitely do catering. The catering is what allows us to do a lot of the things that we do in the space for free. Mm-hmm. It's because our catering is covers a lot of our expenses. Okay. And so what kind of things do you cater? So we cater breakfast items. We cater quiche, um, center rolls. You know, if you're having a meeting at your uh, your job and you want to have um, bakers, we do bakers, we do coffee, we do juice, mm-hmm. uh, we do fruit. Um, yeah. Okay, okay, very good, very good. And so I've been trying to figure out how I can get Kalia. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kalia, so you go to school, where do you go to school? I go to school at Voyager Academy. Okay, and what grade? I'm going to the ninth. Okay, and That's scary. ninth grade, and what subjects do you like? Do you like school? Mm, not really. Okay. <laughs> are Let's you talk about that. Are you a decent student? Yeah. Okay. Okay. What would what do you see yourself becoming as you you know mature and get older? Mm. What are you thinking about? I don't know yet. You don't know yet. Do you bake at all? No, you do I bake. You do bake sometimes. What do you bake? What do you bake? You help auntie. Yes. Okay. What? Did you touch a brownie or a, a cupcake? I cut. <laughs> you cut. I it? cut the brownies and I ice in the cupcakes. You do? Yeah. Okay. Very good. But you bake at home too. She be baking cupcakes inside of ice cream cones and putting all type of special decorations <laughs> on them and sending me pictures. <clears throat> nice. That's good stuff. Thank you. Sure? You you may go into baking, maybe, possibly. Yeah. Okay. She used to tell people that she's gonna take the bakery from when she got older. <laughs> That's not a bad goal. No, not at all. Please take it. So I can retire. Yeah. Go live my life in New York with my two chickens. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. Well, I did get. I don't know if I got a full sentence out of Kalia, but I got some answers. So.
It's good. But thank you for coming with your aunt today and being on my show. You're welcome. Okay. Miss April, my sister, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm so happy to be on here. Okay. Agape love to you and yours. Yes. Okay. Thank you so much. And audience, I'm about to go smash. Uh, she bought some, some treats. I don't know if I'm sharing with sister. <laughs> I don't know. I got brownie and my, my, my sea salt, vanilla sea salt cupcake. I'm not sure. I got to figure that out. But I will be smashing. And so um, until next time, this is your girl, Audra, and you have been listening to Community. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and always listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Store, and Spotify. You're listening to the Detroit is Different Podcast Network. Join us October 24th through October 27th at the Andy Arts, 3000 Finkel Avenue, Detroit, Michigan, at the inaugural Detroit is Different Festival. The collage of sound, sight, taste, feel, and scent of Detroit from all walks of life. Join Piper Carter, Frida Sampson, Unicorns Are Real, Josh Adams, The New Kids, Group Text, Jennifer Crawford, Care Michigan, Audra Carson, My Natural Hair, Cornbread and Caviar, Kari Frazier, Sterling Tolls, Boldy James, and more artists. The Detroit is Different Festival provides you the rare opportunity to witness, experience, and familiarize yourself with the diverse subcultures that make Detroit different. Experience this all for 50 bucks. Visit www.detroitisdifferent.com and get your tickets today.